I'm Ash. <laughs> Not like the other girls. We are three absolutely unique, groundbreakingly chill, beer drinking girls tackling topics that you probably don't care about with a hefty side of lukewarm social critique. I'm Lucy and I'm not like the other girls because when a band comes to my hometown trying to become successful by performing a virgin sacrifice and kill me, only to find out I'm not a virgin, I am stuck left having to eat men to make myself beautiful. I'm Ash and I'm not like the other girls because I vomit even when I'm not being exercised. I'm Julia and I'm not like the other girls because I'm talking to a dick demon on Bumble. As you might be able to tell from our not like the other girl introductions today, we are getting a little bit spooky for you for spooky season. Ooh. Spoop, spoop. Spoop, It's Halloween. Woo! You! So we're here to tell you our favourite spooky stories, the spooks that's inspired us throughout our lives, how we feel about the paranormal um, and we are burning sage so as not to be in to not to encounter a podcast demon like we have before. I'm not sure if many podcasts can say that they've encountered a podcast demon. I think very unique. Also, another reminder to not burn sage because <laughs> it's endangered. And I'm only burning it because I have it. It was gifted to me and I'm using it up until I can use something else. We are being not wasteful. I hope you hear that Greta Thunberg or Greta Thunberg related demon. This is just a demon for everything in life. Maybe so. There's a dick demon, there's a podcast demon, there's a Greta Thunberg demon. Poor Greta, she has her own demon. Badass. I want my own demon. That's how you know you've made it. It's when you finally have your own demon that haunts people for you. I am a demon. I am already my own demon, so. And also, I really like to say that if anyone ever pisses me off, I'm so the type to haunt you. I hold grudges. Yeah, I think of... Mm, I was going to say, if, of all of us, you'd be the most likely to haunt someone, but I think Ash would too. <laughs> oh, I'm a full-on poltergeist. Ash is like a vengeful demon. Mm. I'm more just a like, do you know what? Fuck you, demon. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll murder you. I'll just piss you off. I'll just put your shower gel where it usually no- isn't, so that you're just like minorly mm. annoyed. Yes, that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You would just make life difficult, but not in any way that they could properly pinpoint. So yes. You're a petty ghost. I am a petty I'm a petty, petty person. You yeah. You're such a petty ghost. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> to bring in something minorly topical, just because we did talk about Greta Thunberg and I didn't segue fast enough into this. Segue. Uh, the first part of the final season of Bojack Horseman's out and they managed to get the Greta Thunberg quote in and it's kind of baffled me because it's an animated series do they have everything ready and then slot the speech in after because that only happened like a month ago didn't it I would say that's probably what happened because yeah. it because it's animated you can go back and edit it. it's not like when you're filming people mm-hmm. and you're like I need you all here with the same haircut like this is easily adaptable it's true I think they had a different Greta Thunberg speech in and slotted the new one in Probably that would make a lot more sense. It's not actually like a plot spoiler in any way, guys, because Greta Thunberg actually exists and that's why she has a demon. Does she? <laughs> she does actually exist. And so she does her exists? demon. Fact. Um, so why, how do we all feel about horror and how do we all feel about the paranormal? Hate horror. Hate horror? Like hate as a genre? Ho- oh my God, cannot stand what? it. I freak out. It stays in my brain. I cannot watch it. Uh, paranormal, like in terms of movies and stuff like that don't like it believe in ghosts 100 percent. you are yeah you do believe in mm-hmm. ghosts properly yeah. but is it all horror you don't like could you say that you might like horror comedy do you feel like slashers are okay what about like mm. crime fiction <laughs> crime fiction yeah 
I don't know. There's something about certain types of horrors. I think when they get really psychological, I really mm-hmm. struggle with it because it just it affects me. Yeah, I can't just watch it in a movie, be freaked out for an hour, and then forget it. It'll be months later, and I'll still be like tiptoeing around my house and being like, Ugh, like what's like what's coming to get me. <laughs> and so I just don't do it to myself. But I love thrillers. I like <clears throat> a good old jump scare. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just Ugh. I know there's no like rubric for me being like this is what I don't like and this is what I do like I'll just look at the title and the ad and I'll know if I'll be able to handle it or not and there's no consistency to it it's just it's a feeling I love her I am a huge 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 horror movie fan um I like being scared because it's it's one time you get to be scared in a controlled environment you control how scared you get and I like that so I don't actually have to get people chasing after me and actually murdering me to get a thrill because I'm not a psychopath um I can just watch a (laughs) horror movie yeah I love them I think I was eight when I first watched my first horror movie um Night of Living Dead 1968 George A. Romero um and it's still one of my favorite movies of all time I just yeah I've been obsessed with horror movies since a young child I think that explains a lot about me I think I watched Chucky when I was like 10. <laughs> Anything with dolls, actually. That, that that's one thing I can't do. ruined me. Like, I just couldn't do it. Because I have a wild... I've always, as a kid, and even now, I have a wild imagination. And I tend to catastrophize quite a bit. And so, as a kid, it was like, I had just so many dolls and teddies and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, it was like, they're all going to try mm-hmm. and kill me. Just ruin me could yeah not, i had a lot handle. of porcelain dolls that would like sit up on a wardrobe so anything with dolls that just couldn't do i just know there that's where i draw the line spooky dolls you're no. like <laughs> it's not creepy for me to own the porcelain dolls it's creepy <laughs> people make them weird i was a child <laughs> okay children <laughs> love porcelain it's a thing okay i was no, very attached leave. to my toilet as well <laughs> is what you look at. Yeah. <laughs> this is my toilet bethany <laughs> she likes tea <laughs> <laughs> don't look at her at night time <laughs> for me and horror I, I am actually in the dangerous predicament where I actually really like horror as a genre it was something I found particularly interesting when I was studying um, however I'm too spooked yeah when I was a teenager I consumed consumed horror all the time like I filled my life with it I watched so many kind of like B-movie horrors to be honest and then some of the classics and it was something that I loved as a teen because I was an emo as well so it was a huge part of emo culture <laughs> it was and we were like we would have like horror movie nights it was like you had to do it and like you get away with like horror comedy and stuff and kind of like schlockier stuff but like I sometimes I'd force myself to watch movies I really couldn't watch mm-hmm. but then as an adult I manage my um, anxious feelings I'm not going to say anxiety I'm going to I manage my anxious feelings as best I can and sometimes, even though I want to watch horrors, I know that I'll just be in a bad way. Like, mm. I haven't seen... There's some movies that I really, really, really want to see, but I haven't been able to watch, like um, Hereditary. And, like, me and Ash were hung over a few weeks ago, and I was like, let's watch Hereditary now. And she was like, baby girl, no, you're not watching that right now. I actually just won't let her watch it at all. <laughs> Every time that she's like, maybe I'll watch Hereditary. I'm like, no, you won't. You're not let to watch that movie, because I know it will fuck you up. Maybe when I'm not hung over yeah oh Even, she's not convinced I don't know like that movie I love horror movies that movie fucked me up Tony Collette brilliant actress Um, and I don't even think I was hungover I was just like watching a horror movie and I, I was know. still like ooh ooh this weird I don't know I don't know Ugh. it was a great movie but ooh I kind of feel like I need to see it I need to see Midsommar as well Midsommar <laughs> yeah, I that I want to see yeah Midsommar um, because it's a little bit more it's a little bit more kind of I think I can get away with some of the more art house ones no offence to art house direct, art housey directors because I know they're not art house they are commercial films but when they are a little bit more uh, arty you kind of get a lot of like wide shots of nice scenery that kind of breaks up the tension sometimes breaks up all the goriness that then ensues <laughs> you're like, like oh god someone's lost a bone ah 
a wide pan of the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, when I, I guess the first time I saw a horror film, I think, was The Ring. I watched half of it with my mum and I was fucked up for months. There's the bit with the, when she pulls the hair out of the phone. Ugh. Ah, Ew. Ah, it's the television stuff. I know. And everybody, <laughs> the thing about The Ring is that it was so bang on because everybody had a television in their house, at least one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in the Celtic Tiger, most of us had two to three. Mm-hmm. And then I had a portable one as well. Would you come with television? I know. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you bring it? What? Uh, <laughs> we used to, we used to like, we back when my parents were happily married, we'd like climb into their bed on like Saturday mornings with the portable telly. We got it in TK Maxx. It is it a great portable, portable television or is it like a portable DVD player? It's just a portable television. That's because I had a DVD player yeah, that same. was portable, but not a television. That no. is some boom shit. Remember those TK Maxx? It wasn't even that expensive. It was actually one of the cheaper technological devices we ever got. It was fantastic. Now the signal quality. Poor. <laughs> Everything was in black and white. There was no sound, but it was great. It was not good. I guess how most people could probably come into horror, especially from our age group, it would be things like Goosebumps mm-hmm. and Are You Afraid of the Dark. Yeah, I watched a lot of that as a child. Um, Nickelodeon. I loved. I think I watched more Goosebumps because I was really into the Goosebumps books as well. And my mom would always bring us to the library, and it was solely Nancy Drew and Goosebumps that I would read. Um, and then Are You Afraid of the Dark was a bit more like, a bit older. They, those things were actually like, fuck you up as a child. Whereas Goosebumps, it was like, haha, here's some monster blood. Even though there was some really creepy ones, like that dummy one. Yeah. Oh no. Again, with the whole dolls. Can't do it. Can't do it. Dummies are freaky. There's one Goosebumps episode in particular that, honestly, I can't not think about when any whenever anyone mentions Goosebumps. It was called The Chilogy, so it was actually three episodes. And it was about um, a little town called Carlsville and someone gets like an invitation to go to this thing. A kid gets an invitation to go to this thing. And anyway, basically he gets like sucked into this little plastic Ooh. town and everyone's being, it, when they suck humans in, they make them into like plastic toys. And I just remember the sheer fear of like, imagine just being trapped without having like your consciousness trapped in a plastic doll. See, oh no, Ooh, this is why no, I cannot again, watch those, those movies <laughs> in particular freak me out the most. Or, um, so there's a book, I don't know if you guys have ever read Spade House. No. Um, massive spoiler for anyone who wants to read it. I kind of want to read it now that you've said that it's scary. Oh. Do the spoiler. It's, no, I can do it without the spoiler, I think. But some, basically something happened. No, I don't think I can. Lucy, uh, cover your ears and never listen back to this I, episode. I read this book, though, is because my sister read it and she was like, this freaked me out so much, I need someone else to be freaked out too so that we can talk about it. And there's just, there's a series of things that happens to the different characters in the books and it happens like um, each decade that happens to someone new. And the first person that it happens to is a kid. And But it's this whole thing of being like, he, especially with children, when children are like trusting and stuff like that and then they mm-hmm. get put into like another world or mm-hmm. something happens to them where they become... Um, like dolls or whatever or in Hocus Pocus when um, Thackeray becomes a cat yeah. and his parents are like get away from me and I'm like yeah. he has to like watch his parents <laughs> miss him and he can't communicate with them and that's the thing that like yes. ups- it doesn't scare me it, it upsets me so much the idea that you could see your parents but not contact them mm-hmm. oh! no I'm getting like weird now <laughs> just thinking about it I don't like it I don't like it at all it used to upset me in Harry Potter that Emma Watson couldn't tell her muggle parents that she was a witch oh sorry Emma Watson Hermione oh my god <laughs> well, my childhood Lucy would be cross that I did that or that she had to wipe their memories their, their memories yes. when yeah. she took on the run that's that was really, they did that very well in the movie I think that's why my brain said Emma Watson in the movie when she's like when she's blah, mm-hmm. she just seems so sad well done Emma Watson <laughs> you really brought Hermione to life <laughs> Um, other scary things from childhood things that used to really scare me were ads like okay number one horror film ads consumerism <laughs> no no but do you remember the ads for piracy oh, oh yeah 
<laughs> yeah, to put the fear of God into me. Fun fact that I completely got off the internet, so it might not be true, but I trust that it is, is that the person who created the music for all those ads was never paid. What? That's hilarious. The irony is oh my too much, God. too much. But it wasn't even that you wouldn't steal a car. There was one before that. It was like these guys and they were actual pirates, I think. And they have all these like... <laughs> Wait, so, what? Someone who listens to this will remember this. They had like a fire brand and they like shook yes, it. Yes, 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 yes. And they used to be in the front of VHSs. And I used to like, I used to like, like basically, no matter, okay guys, I'm going to say I was a little bit old to be doing this, but I used to be like, mom, mom, fast forward. <laughs> mom, fast forward. I think I used to have to watch those in daylight. Like I, oh, yes, I, if yes. it was at night time I wouldn't watch no. it like I'd like close my eyes and the, it was terrifying all of the music on them was really spooky too the piracy music that went the, the one from the you wouldn't steal a car that goes like doo, 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 it's doo, so doo. intense oh. but also like aimed at adults because yeah. as kids we're not the ones who are able to do that but that shit's not scary when you're an adult yeah. it's like this is stupid I'm absolutely going to illegally download this movie <laughs> yeah. like insane I was thinking about that music for too long and I feel really unwell it gen- genuinely gives me anxiety down to my core and the only time I've been caught for piracy was when I downloaded Florence and the Machine Lungs and it was when Aircom were sending out the letters and it was oh, like yeah. someone downloaded Florence and the Machine Lungs on LimeWire and my whole family looked directly at me. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't I have downloaded something from Eminem and then we're all culpable. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Bennett household was a huge Eminem thing. <laughs> I, just, I was trying to think of something that would... Okay, Fleetwood Mac, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking we're making this canon that your family exclusively is into Eminem. <laughs> With your portable television. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Those are the good times. (laughs) So, what scares you now? Life. Yeah, nothing (laughs) paranormally. Nothing paranormal scares you. Are you for real? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't, well, scare is not the word that I would use. I'm just wary. Yes, I get okay. you. Like, I would never do a Ouija board, especially not no. with a group of friends who are just like, let's just do a Ouija board for a night. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't fuck with the dead. I love all, like, the witchy, all the occult and stuff like that. Um, But I don't, I'm not in the game of, like, taunting. I don't think you, like, I fully believe in ghosts, fully believe in, like, another world, whatever that may be, or just that, like, our spirits become something else. Um, And, like, that was instilled in me as a kid from my mom, because she's very spiritual as well. I just, you don't fuck with them. You just don't fuck with what you can't see. Nope. Um, to be honest, this is just for the sake of honesty. I'm I'm not trying to disrespect anyone's beliefs. I'm not sure if I do believe in uh, spirits in the way that you do anyway. Um, I like I don't do <laughs> just crying. I don't do Ouija boards. I am still okay. I'm still irrationally scared of it, but I don't actually believe that ghosts or anything will get me. I am cursed, but that was my parents' fault, and that's different. Yeah. Yes. That wasn't a ghost. No, it wasn't. I that was because they like, pissed off someone. I think it could have been spirits then, but they haven't seemed to like come after me. Someone peed on someone's grave or something. I My theory is that, remember I said that they were on honeymoon in Cancun? Mm-hmm. You don't know what they got up to, you know? <laughs> just desecrating all these Maybe. sacred sites. Are you cursed or is your family cursed? No, just me. No, just her. Why? <laughs> I have a like, really bad, bad look. That's all. I Like, I fully believe. I, like, I'm, yeah, I don't really believe in, I don't, I don't know. Again, as I said, what was it? What was that when we were talking about that episode? And in the end, I was like, uh, I just don't know. And this is the same with this. I just don't Astrology. know. <laughs> Astrology. Yeah. And this is, I'm just going to cut it short. I don't know. Whatever way I talk. Uh, but I do believe in Lucy being cursed. That is one thing that I will solidly say that this woman is cursed. I think it must have been like a f- your firstborn child will have the worst look of all time. Yeah. And then Lucy was born. Yeah. Kelly kind of escaped it. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Curses can be broken though. 
Um, someone tell me how. Because we don't know how it originated. We don't know how to solve the family secret. No, we do. Solve the family secret. <laughs> we'll, t- we'll talk after. <laughs> no, I tried to bring it up with my dad, but I didn't want to be like, Dad, did, did you and mum have sex on a burial ground? Because that's not usually how our family discussions go. We usually just talk about Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could. I mean, there's ways to sort of figure out what kind of way this curse may manifest. And then there are ways to deal with that too. Julia, it's manifested in every single which way. It's just that I have mild disfortune, misfortune, disfortune. every single day of my life. Disfortune. So what, what scares you then? No. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Birds. Um, <laughs> birds. No. Have you ever seen, actually, on that? I won't watch the birds. Don't start <laughs> on me now. I'm not watching it. Can't do it. There was this weird, oh my God, this is going to be off topic, but it's a fucking weird freaky bird. It must have been someone's pet that got loose. We were going to Mad Egg uh, to get cheesecake and outside the Sentra, there was this chicken that had like wings on its feet, basically. Like, it was oh no guys you had to see it it was like a demon bird it was the fucking scariest thing I've seen in my life and, is shaking. <laughs> like, I could not deal with that um oof, yeah about that coming back now that's seared into my brain anyway now I just kind of get scared to be murdered oh um, sure, 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 sure you know when you're alone yeah like I'm still gonna worry about the dark as well sometimes because you just don't know what's gonna also showering uh, whenever I close my eyes for yeah, too long I'm afraid scared. that like there'll be someone behind me and that's gonna stab me I, ju- I wouldn't mind being killed <laughs> I just, okay. I'm, I'm worried about being haunted like Momo scared me this year mm. and that's ironic because without makeup on I am Momo so <laughs> it was hard to look in a mirror for a little while but Momo did scare me it's her dumb fucking face with the eyes and the yeah it is pretty thing. freaky <laughs> that uh that dummy from that Goosebumps episode still kind of scares me because there was one part of it where there was a kid who was asleep and then the dummy just kind of slowly comes up the side of the bed mm, and, then, and then he opens his mouth and he takes the boy's soul from oh, his body no, no, and no, 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 I'm no, still no, a bit no. scared about so sometimes I'll just turn over and that ventriloquist dummy will just be sitting there and I'm like fuck my soul I will say <laughs> that I used to feel that way about like the dark and stuff like that but then now <laughs> I don't know how to say this without coming off as a complete lunatic <laughs> but like I'm like I observe like the moon. <laughs> the, the, you the, do the, say that clearly. Yeah, yeah, you do. But like the changing of the moon to like full moon, I'll usually do like a little like thing for myself, like mm-hmm. out of self love and just trying to like inspire growth and yada yada. And because you do that usually in the dark or like at night time. So I've just, I spend so much time now just sort of like wandering around in the dark in my room that it doesn't bother me all that much. I like that for you. For me, what's happened is, and I know I make this joke all the time, I genuinely don't think I'd be that bothered if someone snuck in and killed me. Because at least it's kind of like, it's pretty I I know I'd be sad for everybody and like I you know I'm sorry guys but like I'm just not afraid anymore I have lots of stressful days I come home I open the door I'm like it's dark in here maybe someone will jump out and kill me I'm like do you know what at least I don't have to work tomorrow yeah but it's not going to be a nice killing like if someone just like yeah. broke into my house went bang and shot me in the head right. like, do you know what right I'm dead but I think if someone's going to break into your house and kill you gonna they are going to torture you mm-hmm. it's the killing yeah. I'm fine with <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's the torturing the lead up to that I have killed. a big issue with I feel like being stabbed 52 times eh, I'd say after like 4 you're probably dead depending on <laughs> where they're stabbing you but like is it just stabbing or is there, are they going to like fuck with you first because like the yeah. whole like psychopaths yeah. who enjoy killing usually do way more mm-hmm. and they like lead you up to it very slowly and very painfully that's the thing that I'm like this isn't cool you want to kill me go quick ahead quick and simple fine shoot whatever me. but shoot if me you're now. gonna mess with me like that no 
I will haunt you if you do that to me. That's the definite haunting. <laughs> I don't hold grudges, but if that's what you do to me, you bet your ass I'm going to come make I your life a living hell. I wonder if serial killers are like, just like, fuck, man, I fucked up because I have like 17 different ghosts haunting me at any one time. I think that's how we know that ghosts aren't real because serial killers would eventually have too many ghosts after them and then they'd kill themselves, but that doesn't happen. So this is proof that ghosts aren't real. Maybe they like the ghosts. Maybe that's why serial killers are serial killers. They just like ghosts, so they yeah. start killing people so that they can be haunted by their victims. Just we've cracked it. We've cracked what serial killers do. <laughs> As a disclaimer, we're sorry for making light of people actually dying. Well, this is what this whole podcast yeah. is. It's taking serious issues and dealing with them with comedy. When we're telling our spooky stories, I am telling a true story. Um, and I will put another disclaimer before that because, as I said, we don't take it lightly. Uh, should we roll on into our spooky stories? Do you have any personal spooky stories, actually? Spooky? No. but Or paranormal, sorry. Paranormal, paranormal esque, sure. So my grandmother passed away in August after a very long bout of dementia. And it was one of the most amazing funerals because it was the only funeral I've ever been to where everyone was like, oh my god, she's dead. Because <laughs> she's wanted to die for so long. And it was just, she was at that point where I was like, it was time. She was 93, almost 94. And we had just a huge celebration for her life. When my dad had been 13, he had gone to a funeral with her. And the pallbearers were the people who worked from the funeral home, not anyone that the person actually knew. And she had told him then, and this stayed with him, that when she wanted, when she died, she wanted her sons to carry her uh, for the funeral and not not strangers but there's a few issues with this and she only had three sons mm-hmm. uh, second issue was that one of them died so that means we only have two and then third issue was they're all like over six foot so they're tall and you have to be the same height in order to do this so they were trying to find someone they managed to find three others so there was five there was a whole thing of people being like I have a sore back I can't do it and then my aunt turned around to me and was like you're tall how tall are you I was like 5'11 she's like great how tall are you in heels are you wearing <laughs> heels for the funeral I was like yes and I'm usually like Six one six two, so I ended up being one of the pallbearers, um, which I was like, this is one of the best things I've ever done in my life. I was so proud. And then when we went back to the house afterwards, we were all having a conversation, and it was brought up being like, oh, grandma would have really appreciated that you had done this. Like she loved you, blah blah blah. The whole we were all talking about this, and we were sitting along this wall in the back garden because it was August. It was lovely weather. It was the evening, having a few drinks, and me, my sister, and my two cousins, I think, were sitting along this wall that we used to sit on as kids. And then someone put their hand on my back to like get, squeeze past me. So I moved forward. And when I turned around, there was nobody there. So I was like, grandmother, 100% showing like, uh, well done. Like I was appreciated that. It was like full on. Like if I were to put my hand on your back, that's exactly what I felt like. Because yeah. I didn't even question it. It wasn't like, oh, I felt something. I was like, someone's getting past me. Mm-hmm. And this is what's happening. And then I turned around and I was like, ooh, <laughs> there's no one there. <laughs> the area that my house is kind of built and the surrounding area is thought believed to be quite haunted like the our hometown me and julia's hometown mm. is known to be quite haunted because there's like this manor house i'm really trying not to give away where we live there's this manor house that's known for having lots of spirits in it um it's known to be kind of haunted tourists come from when tourists visit ireland like if you google it they have very good seo for being like a haunted house so people do go to it for that reason and they have this massive tour where they go through all of the different rooms and where hauntings occurred but my house was basically built very close to an old monastery and everybody who's like from our hometown originally like 
older than so it's a lot of blow-ins and like mm. your parents would be blow-ins no offense i know they are <laughs> you <laughs> say i know they are as if i try to hide it <laughs> no. yeah my dad's from Stillorgan and my mom's from france of course we're blow-ins <laughs> i just never it didn't it came out in the wrong tone <laughs> you're not one that. of us get out <laughs> i wasn't saying that i was presu- i was trying to explain to the listeners that i wasn't presuming julia was a blow-in because that would sound very bad i know she is <laughs> this bitch I know she's a blow-in. it's not really a town that you should be proud to come from so it's not a good <laughs> but like my mum is from the town so fair 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 yeah. I think she likes it but super haunted area um, because of the monasteries and stuff and um, yeah one time I think I experienced ghosts I said it like goats goats there were goats in <laughs> there was the area goats in my um, garden I was with uh, my best friend at the time we were like 12 or something we were like going through the field because there's all these fields beside my house and um, there's like I don't know, we hear horse noises. So because it's like an equestrian, it's like kind of, it used to be an old, uh, like equestrian camp thing or something. I'm not explaining this well, but <laughs> Ash's guys, just to give you a visual here, Ash is already <laughs> crying, laughing at the fact that I heard ghost horses. So I, we heard all these ghost horses and all these screaming noises and we were like, what the hell? So I go back to, we like run back. It's like starts lashing rain. So we're running back like, like we're unwell at how anxious we are over seeing, like hearing slash seeing ghosts. I don't know. We go back to my mum and she's like, there's no horses in that horse place anymore. And we're like, what the hell? Um, later on as an adult, the sound actually travels from a nearby rugby club. So that's probably what we were hearing. <laughs> <laughs> So that's my one paranormal Ooh. experience. Which I turned love out it. To be I, nearby r- rugby noises. Rugby noises. Horses. Screaming horses. It was like, it was like ghostly clip clops. Like. <laughs> I love that your house is now haunted by screaming horses. I think we were screaming oh. boys and horses or something. Oh God. Anyway. That's so funny. Oh. And you haven't really. I haven't any. really. Well, see, then I was thinking. So there is one that my mom says was. My mom's not religious really at all, but she does say that um, it was my brother's guardian angel. But to fuck with her, I would say that it's actually um, a dead girl that died in that pool. And that's why my mom was like, no, she's not a dead girl. And I was like, oh, mom, she's definitely a dead girl. Keith got saved by a ghost. Um, but my brother was, I think, two. Yeah. And I was five. And my sister had just been born. So she was like six months or whatever. And we were on holidays in Spain and we were in a ground floor uh like bungalow kind of apartment thing and we were all getting ready to go for dinner and then I was out playing with my brother and there's like a pool like you just walk right out into the pool in the middle and I went away to do something I don't know I'm a five-year-old god knows what five-year-olds do selling drugs (laughs) definitely selling crack in Mallorca Uh, and then this little girl um as my mom tells it comes into our apartment and goes to my mom and there's a little boy in trouble in the pool and then my mom runs out. My brother had fallen into the pool and was drowning. So my mom leapt in and saved him and he's all fine. And then like, the, and she said the girl was like maybe like five or six. Like she was a, like a small girl and she went to like find her and could never find her again. So she's convinced that it's his guardian angel. And I'm like, no, definitely dead kid from pool. I like that. that I believe that now. It's weird. I do kind of believe stuff like that when that happens, you know, like... I believe kind of like you know Final Destination stuff where because they're saved from 
for example Final Destination 1 yeah. where they're saved from the plane crash and stuff like when there are these kind of coincidences that stop people being in places for specific mm-hmm. things like I do kind of believe that because I've heard a few stories from people like that one where I've been like oh yeah it's weird it is weird but now I can't stop seeing a dead girl in the pool to Boney M to the Boney M brown girl in the ring <laughs> dead girl in the pool <laughs> maybe I'll start singing that to my mum she hates me I'm like, I'm like oh mum it's definitely dead kid from pool she's like no dead kid from the pool I'm like no it was I like how twisted you made the concept of guardian angels dead kid, kid in the pool <laughs> I will say that I don't believe that every person who dies becomes a ghost. I think for me, I always 100% believe in that there is like something else. I don't believe in heaven. I don't believe you get there for good or bad behavior. Like I've never been religious and never prescribed to that. But I believe that there's something else. And then the way it was, so the reason that I, I believe this from such a young age is because when my grandfather died, I was six, no, six years old. And I overheard my mom, my grandmother and a couple of my aunts talking about the fact that like Granda was still in the house and blah 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 and like I think my grandmother had like woken up at night and seen him in the bed or something like that um and then I was like well that's this and mom's like mom just basically was like sometimes people who pass on their spirit sticks around for a little while to like help you out and so I believe that that's everyone has like a you die you have a transition period before you get to where you're going where Mm -hmm. your spirit or your soul is sort of like wandering a little bit and then most people get to the next part and then some people don't and then that's when you get stuff like that yeah I personally believe that you just, that's to the end and that's why you have to live life to the fullest. And worms will eat your brains. Yeah, the Grania in work keeps reminding me that no matter how much I love Watson, the, the cat that lives in our home, that he would eat me if I die. And do you know what? That's pretty sustainable, Watson. I don't mind. Yeah. But that's also the difference between your body and your spirit. That's yeah, true. Yeah, I don't th- I think, I think, I think my light will go straight out. You know how you're saying some people hang around? I don't know if I'll hang around. You're too I lazy. Think- I'm too lazy. No, I think you're too efficient. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're, you're like, right. I have somewhere to be. Sorry, I gotta go. Uh, sorry, guys. It's been nice knowing you. <laughs> but I'm gone. I'm There's another land. The medium place. <laughs> Mindy Sinclair. <laughs> we have compiled a few of our favourite scary stories. True, false or otherwise. It's kind of up to you to decide, except for my one, which is actually true. Um, <laughs> so we're just going to give you a little summary of each of them and then we're going to roll into them. Mine, I'm actually looking at the murder case of Eliza Lamb, which is a real case. Uh, You may remember it from the YouTube video where it's the girl in the elevator who looks a little bit concerned, a little bit uh, freaked out, but we'll go into more detail anyway. My story is The Bell Witch Haunting and it's from the 19th century. It's based in South, uh, Southern USA in Tennessee. Yes, in Tennessee, where allegedly a witch haunted a home for two years. And mine, because I'm the ultimate soft boy, is a <laughs> Lovecraft story from when I used to be able to read. Because well, I had time to read. <laughs> no, 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 no. Be honest. We love you anyway, Ash. You haven't been able to read in years. I have become illiterate. Um, ooh. Uh, yeah, and it was one of my favourites. And it's one of his last known works. It's The Hunter of the Dark. So, Eliza Lamb, you may have heard of the case. I may be pronouncing it wrong. Uh, It happened in 2013, as far as I'm aware. Eliza Lamb was um, a Canadian student who disappeared from LA when she was on a trip. She was age 21 when it happened. Um, Basically, she was found... I'm going to... This isn't a spoiler because this happened. She was found in the water tank of her hotel after being missing for about two weeks, I think. Um, Really, and as I was saying, 
everyone knows it from the video that went viral at the time where it's her she's kind of like peers in and out of the elevator um and it's the cctv camera footage that they released to try to help to find her so it's a creepy story for a number of reasons number one she was traveling alone number two she's found in the water tank and number three obviously that's really strange footage um, for a while, it, it, nobody was certain what actually happened to her, but they did kind of come to a finding as to what they think's happened. Um, but let's go into the story anyway. So she's staying in, she's on a trip to LA. She's staying in the Cecil Hotel. The Cecil Hotel is known to be a haunted hotel. Whether you find this relevant to the story or not, it's up to you. It's the basis of American Horror Story Hotel. Um, and two different serial killers stay there while on killing sprees. That's Jack Unterweyer. Unter, I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> and Richard Ramirez. Uh, Richard Ramirez being the one that I've heard of before. I'm not sure who the other guy is. When she originally arrived, she was in a shared room. But her roommates actually complained about her because of her strange behaviour. I don't have a lot of information about the strange behaviour that was going on. And there's, I think there's a reason for this. I'll go into that again later. Uh, so then she was put in a sing- she was put in a room by herself then. So she was due to check out on the 31st of January and her family, she, her family hadn't heard from her in a while. So they, they go to LA. They tried to, everyone's trying to look for her. Everyone's trying to look for her because she was supposed to have left the hotel. Then around that time, people within the hotel start complaining about the water pressure with reports of people saying that the water coming from their sinks was black or darker and had an unusual taste. Ew. Yeah. Big ew. So that that's why on the 15th they released that video footage of her. When the video footage came out, have you guys seen the video footage before? Yes. Yeah. When it came out, a lot of people said that it either looked like she was on drugs or that she was under the influence of alcohol or that she was being chased or that she was having a manic episode. Which way would you have felt when you saw the video? Uh... When I first, so I first saw the video, not when this whole thing broke. What year was this again? I think it was 2013. Yeah, I only got into like true crime and stuff like two years ago. And that's when I was, I was looking at BuzzFeed Unsolved and they covered this. So that's how I know about it. And that's when I saw the, the footage. I, it definitely looks like she's interacting with someone in yeah. some way. Like she looks like she's either like hiding and like she's like seeing if she's being followed. There's a one point where she steps outside. She's doing a really weird thing with her hands and like it's like she's like her fingers are pulled right up in a really strange way yeah and but it looks like she's talking to somebody when she's doing that i don't think it's drugs it doesn't look like drugs to Mm me doesn't really look like alcohol to me either because the movements are too sort of static for it to be alcohol um manic episode i think potentially sure i think there's definitely grounds for some psychological issue there that's how i feel about it i would agree with the manic episode so that's how you felt originally when you watched it yeah I think for me when I I watched it when it went viral originally and I did feel like it was as if she was interacting with someone. Mm, I yeah. genuinely did. I didn't think it was I thought that either she was hiding from someone because there's the parts where she looks she does look scared in some parts of the video mm-hmm. when she's like has her back against the side wall. Yeah. When she goes looks out and gets back in. Um and then she's trying to hit the buttons. But there's parts where it's a little joyous nearly. Yeah. And she looks like she's playing. Yes, yeah. it looks like she's playing hide and seek. With the outcome of that story, the hide and seek theory, then that is a theory that people had at the beginning. Kind of made sense. Yeah. Um, but, hmm. A very haunting clip when it, when it first came out. 
I re- because especially you already we already knew that she was actually she had been she was about to be found unfortunately um it's on the 19th of february after the after the water pressure black water reports um she's found in a 4000 liter tank on the roof of the Cecil hotel um and that tank supplied guest rooms a kitchen and a coffee shop oh jesus drinking dead girl coffee oh oh i know a bad situation for all involved so at the time when this ha- when this happened a lot of people were saying that the lids were actually too heavy for anyone to open mm. and that she wouldn't have been able to get up to the roof due to alarms going off there being locks in place and security in place when other i think it was youtube channels investigated it that's actually untrue it was actually really easy to get up to the roof and the tanks were off the lids were off some of the tanks or the latches were open on the mm-hmm. lids so it wouldn't have been that difficult for someone to actually get into a tank had they wanted to um oh shit yeah but yeah. then they would she because the the lid was closed on her though wasn't it so she would have had to close it anyway the latch was open that's how she was discovered so someone went up to look right. at the tanks and they were like oh the latch is open that's how they found out they look and she was floating on the surface Ooh. when she by the time she was found she was mm, this is a little bit graphic content by the time she was found she was basically green in colour mm-hmm. modelled her, her body had started to decompose and she was water bloated mm. and naked and naked yes sorry I was about to say that naked with her clothes beside her yeah and her body was covered in what is described as a sand like particulate so whether that was from Weird. the tank whether that's from before whatever happened but that's how it's described um yeah so a little bit hmm the hatch was too small for them to actually remove her body so when they so that's kind oh, of another, Jesus yeah so they had to drain it basically instead they had to well so that means tank. that she was she like she didn't drown somewhere else and someone moved her body yeah she would have had to have been the size that she was already to get through yeah because if you bloat and stuff like that then obviously your body gets bigger and yeah so yeah because the maintenance Ooh. had to used I don't know the theory was that she would have got in through the lid it's just it's very confusing and even with more of the knowledge that we have now compared to at the time still very confusing I'm not sure if I fully understand it but yeah there are a few different basically it's found out so then they do the normal checks they do they do a full autopsy but they they check for drugs in her system then it's found out that she has been diagnosed with bipolar and depression and she's on four medications so the idea of it being a psychotic episode that she had in the elevator is actually what the finding was on her death. Mm. So they believed it to be um, basically an accidental death. Um, yeah, sorry. As accidental drowning with bipolar as a factor. Okay. I don't How, know. <laughs> however, so then basically no, no signs of alcohol or drugs in her blood. Some doctors online said that because she'd been decomposed... Well, sorry, no. Some people online were like, well, because she'd been de- decomposing, would it not be out of her system? Doctors have said, no, you would still be able to find it. So it's not alcohol or drugs. Um, and there wasn't even a trace of one of her specific medications which would show up as a drug one. So she hadn't taken that one in a while, but it was believed that she had taken the others. Um, what they didn't test for, which I find interesting, is that they didn't test for um, date rape drugs. So GBH, Rohypnol and Ketamine. They didn't test for them. The reasoning behind why they didn't test for them is because there was no alcohol in her system and the the police at the time said that it like it's unlikely that she would have 
eyewitnesses said that she was alone and it was unlikely that she would have been had that but did eyewitnesses have do they have eyewitnesses for every second up to that time yeah yeah that's a it's really weird a a weird decision to have been to have made like i mean you can put date rape in anything yes and it doesn't have to be fucking a fucking coke Mm -hmm. another interesting thing is that they actually didn't process her rape kit so they took a rape kit but didn't process it because of the eyewitnesses as well um, there was pooling of blood around her um, around her anal area. That's how it's quoted in the autopsy. But that's something that can happen from decomposition. But it's also okay. something that can happen if there was rape involved mm-hmm. in her death. But I guess in this circumstance, it's kind of because it was such a solid finding, they did believe it had to do with her mental health. I... Hmm... Her Tumblr up. Okay, this is more just a little fact. Her Tumblr actually updated after she died because she had the queue going. Oh, whoa, yeah. creepy. Like Joan, that happened to Joan Rivers. She put out a tweet about the, I think it was the iPhone. Oh, so wow. Joan Rivers, oh my God. Beyond the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> she made a new phone, which is the best sponsorship deal of all time. Oh, my God. So good that ghosts can use it. Um, I just think so some people are saying that through the fire escape she would have been able to get up there get into the tank um, the theory is that when she found herself in the tank she f- suddenly you're way down it's a huge 4,000 litre tank three quarters to the brim with water so she finds herself in this tank full of water she's being weighed down by her clothes she takes her clothes off that's the theory to try to get herself in a better situation there is no way she would have survived that regardless of how she got into the tank in mm-hmm. the first place. Whether she was hiding from someone or whether this was just something she was doing. Um, people people online are like, did she jump from above? Because that would make a lot of sense. So if she jumped from above, it would make sense to why her phone was out of her hand, why she would have, how she would have been able to get into the tank in the first place. I think, I feel that they t- when as soon as they found out she was mentally ill, they kind of courted it off pretty quickly. I think yes. it's nearly yes. too neat. I agree. Um, especially if someone's on... I, I think it doesn't do anything for stigma surrounding bipolar. Um, if someone's on medication for bipolar, for the most part, it would be l- much less likely for them to have a psychotic episode. I understand she was in a place alone and that it could absolutely be that. But it just, you know, the fact they didn't even process the rape kit when it's a 21-year-old girl travelling alone. And also... The Cecil Hotel is known for already being potentially haunted yeah. and for being the home of two other serial killers. The last thing they want is mm. another person to have been murdered yeah. Yeah. in their hotel. So it it's much easier for them, uh, publicity-wise, to kind of go, oh, it's nothing to do with where we are. It's solely because she was mentally ill mm-hmm. and then wasn't taking one of her medications. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm also with you. I don't buy... That she was solely having a psychotic episode. She definitely looks like she's interacting with someone or talking to somebody in the footage. Uh, while okay, she can get in the hatch. It's just it's a little too easy. It is a little too. It, it's too. It be a lot of coincidences for it to happen. Yeah, a lot of things need to be wrong for yeah. for that to have happened. Which isn't impossible. But no, eyewitnesses who saw her throughout her trip. So b- before this day. The eyewitnesses who met her about LA said that she was an outgoing, bubbly girl who was yeah. speaking about the things that she did on her trip. She seemed very, like, happy. And and I know this... I, I'm not trying to say that... I, I know how bipolar works to an extent. I, I know how a lot of mental illnesses work to an extent. I don't know. I'm just like... 
But she, the eyewitnesses, from what I remember, describe her as being lucid. Yeah. And in that footage, she doesn't, she doesn't look lucid. No. She looks like, and she may well be talking to someone who's actually there, yeah. but she's not talking to them in a normal way that you have a conversation with somebody. Mm. Her mm. actions, her behavior is, and it, it's so jittery. It goes from her being quite spooked to her then playing almost like she's a kid playing, playing hide and seek people describe the way she was playing as flirtatious as well yeah there's that too where it's a lot of like kind of giggly like that kind of stuff and because of flip-flops like it's just not at all natural yeah. in the way that someone would behave and even if you're like oh even the stuff she was saying was totally fine you would still remember if you had spoken to someone and that she was acting that way you'd be like mm-hmm. yeah she seemed to say some interesting stuff but like she moves real weird yeah you would yeah definitely so the, my favourite theory about it because it's frankly ludicrous and I can't believe someone would fucking say it. This is this is why I feel this way. Uh, have you heard of the band Sun Kill Moon? No. No. Oh, I do. I think I remember them from my emo years. I don't think they're emo music, but I think they're adjacent. Mm-hmm. Um, they, adjacent. They've written a bunch of songs about it, but they say that it's a hoax because the girl in the <gasps> elevator is no. pixelated. In my job, deal with this sort of like, this thing that happened wasn't real. It is the most annoying thing in the fucking world. And it's so disrespectful yeah. to the family and to yeah. the memory of the person. Like, why? So what's their theory? Why is it a hoax? If you can't really see what the girl in the elevator looks like. Yeah, but what's the point? But like, why the point? would they make a hoax? I don't know. That's I mean, I can I can fathom a couple of reasons. So you just think it's a hoax? Oh, gross I hate people like that it's oh. the worst and they wrote songs about her for publicity as well which is kind of like even worse yeah that's so um, bad but it, yeah the Eliza Lamb case did inspire a lot of pop culture it's kind of one of the reasons that that hotel season of American Horror Story was set in the Cecil um, it's done on how to get away with murder it's done on a few different things more interestingly it's actually preceded by a movie I think it's 2005 but I'm not sure called Dark Water in which a family moves into an apartment building and they start to see like leaks of dark water and it turns out there is a girl in the water tank but I think one of the theories with her as well is that she's um, possessed yeah that one I'm just because I'm not because I'm not really a ghosty. (laughs) yeah I don't believe that she's possessed and I am a believer absolutely not I think when you look at exorcism and this is something that I wasn't that I kind of studied a little bit in college because I when we did film I focused all of my attention on horror and refused to do anything else <laughs> um, but you're a girl shouldn't you have done romance yeah it's so true yeah I'm not like the other girls I study horror <laughs> um, but exorcism historically in literature and everywhere else is basically kind of like it's like the same thing as hysteria isn't it where a lot of the time it was women who were mentally ill that was it so my one is called The Bell Witch, legend from South uh, America, not, not South America, Southern USA. All right. <laughs> uh, in Tennessee, John Bell, <clears throat> his wife, Lucy, their nine children. You didn't tell me in advance there's a Lucy in this story. Should I have? No, oh, you Lucy's definitely the should have. Okay. His wife Lucy, <laughs> their nine children, and a family of slaves. So it's <laughs> okay. I'm going to extract myself from this Lucy. <laughs> that's how it's. I, I just love that that's how they've said it. Like, and a family of slaves as if they chose to come along. Um, moved to North Carolina from North Carolina to Tennessee in 1804. Bell bought up a bunch of land. Eventually, accumulated over 300 acres. And in 1817, the family began to experience some hauntings. 
Uh, so it started with apparitions of what John Bell described as bizarre animals. He uh, encountered a strange animal in his field described as having the body of a dog and the head of a rabbit. We call that ash in these Stop! <laughs> I started laughing again because I just started thinking about your screaming horses. <laughs> okay, sorry Julia. <laughs> um, so he sees this, he doesn't tell anyone in the beginning because he's like, I don't want to people to think that I'm crazy and they try and sort of catch the animal but they never find it his son Drew Bell uh, once approached an unknown an unknown bird perched on a fence that flew off and was of extraordinary size oh no 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 you never approach a mysterious bird especially of unusual size <laughs> <laughs> Dean who was one of their slaves reported to have been followed by a big black dog when he went to visit his wife and then it moves into more physical things uh, and audible hauntings they could hear strange tapping faint singing they could hear a voice but they could never hear what the voice was saying and then the children started saying that they were being awakened at night they were being um, slapped and they're pulling the, the bedclothes were being pulled off them they could hear chewing on the bedposts how fucking freaky is oh that? oh god uh, no not the type of ASMR you want <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then more commonly it was one of the daughters Betsy who was being reported to have been hit scratched and stuck with pins oh Jesus which is just like Uh, so they had friends of the family stay over and they were like this is what's going on and the friends were like okay well we're going to stay and we're going to see what we experience and they also experienced the same things the voices were getting louder and this time they could understand that the thing haunting was reciting scripture and singing hymns and everyone knows there's nothing as fucking scary as a catholic church so that's not what I want to hear at night um, they sort of ask a lot of like, well, who are you and where are you from? And the spirit gives a lot of like, in the different accounts, it says a lot of different things like ancient Native American burial ground, all that kind of stuff. But eventually uh, claims that uh, they identify as Kate Bat's witch. And so that's how um, she we don't know her actual pronouns. So we're just going to go with she for now. Uh, she became known as um, Kate they addressed her as Kate and she seemed to react favourably to this or just the Bell Witch is how she's become known as because she was haunting the Bell family. Um, It was reported that this witch enjoyed biblical debates. (laughs) Don't don't really know how that was measured. Um, John Johnston, who was a son of James, devised a test for the witch of something no one outside his family would know asking the entity what his Dutch step-grandmother in North Carolina would say to the slaves if she thought they did something wrong and the witch replied with his grandmother's accent saying hut tut what happened now and in another account there was an Englishman who was staying on the farm and he offered to investigate he was very like sceptical and he said that his family he was saying something about his family overseas and the witch suddenly began to mimic his English parents and in the morning the witch woke him to the voice of his parents pretending that they were worried about him and the Englishman quickly left the next morning and wrote to the Bell family that the entity had visited his family in England on that same night so he'd gone home and the family were like we had this really strange thing happen to us and he was like oh, oh I know who that was that's Kate Batswitch uh, <laughs> that's just Kate no oh that's Kate that's, just, leave me that's just Kate you know we hooked up once yeah. and now she's in love with me um the so the witch is reported to have the ability to travel great distances very quickly or to be in the same place at once and has allegedly recited two sermons word for word that had taken place at the exact same time but 13 miles apart and the witch eventually came to refer to all the bell family by name and it's said to have shown kindness to lucy lucy bell um uh, she was reported to have been like singing to lucy and to leave offerings of fruit and stuff like that that's so nice i want a ghost 
Opera's the stage. <laughs> Not again. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. She said to have hated John Bell, who was the patriarch of the household, mm-hmm. um, and vowed to kill him. Oh. She also warned Betsy, so Betsy is the daughter who was being the most haunted, not to marry um, a man named Joshua Gardner. And so there's a repeated like, don't marry this person, don't marry mm-hmm. this person. And out of fear, Betsy broke off the engagement. Um, Andrew Jackson, future president what? Uh, of what? America. Whoa, wait, yeah, what? Swear to God. Was reported to have been intrigued by the story and he visited a house the three eldest sons of John Bell all served under Jackson in the army. Mm-hmm. So this is how he heard about this. And he brought his men then to visit. And there are two uh, stories that come from a very, like various accounts about this. The first one is that they arrive and then the carriage stops because the wheels are frozen and they can't get the carriage to move they can't get to this place and then Andrew Jackson remarks being like oh I think this is the witch and then the voice of the witch can be heard saying you're allowed to pass and then the wheels suddenly start moving again and they get into the house and then while in the home one of the soldiers that he brought with him claims to be a witch hunter and has a rifle loaded with a silver bullet and the witch's voice is heard taunting him and said, all right, then, bitch, shoot if you can. I'm That's sure what she said. No. <laughs> <laughs> she did, but just in old timey ways, like, now it's then, bitch, bitch. <laughs> shoot it. Uh, so he did. Nothing happens. And then he starts yelling and he's claiming that he his noise is being pulled. He was being slapped. Um, there are no writings from Andrew Jackson personally mm-hmm. that... Um, about this situation that happened that he like experienced this or that he even visited there are like quotes that are attributed to him saying something along the lines of oh I'd rather fight the whole British army instead of deal with this witch again <laughs> we'll see uh, but I have not found anything in writing because yes I spent so long researching this uh, the hauntings continue similar forms and then they culminate in the death of John Bell at the age of 70 which is really old, I feel, yeah. for eighteen for the nineteenth century. That. So, like, good job. And uh, they find a strange vial of dark liquid in the room, and there's a strange rancid smell on his lips. And the family give some of the liquid to the cat, and the cat immediately dies. So accounts claim. I know when I read this I was like you bitches why would you give it to the cat <laughs> drink it yourselves yeah, these people kept slaves like, yeah, be true. happy that they gave it to the cat okay, yeah, that's very yeah, true actually, yeah. perspective mm-hmm. uh, family gave some sorry accounts claim that the voice of the bell witch uh, is the one who said yep I did it I murdered him I said I would uh, and that she could be heard she could be heard laughing and singing at his burial on the family grounds then the witch told the family that she would leave and return in seven years the home family members were then free of hauntings and then in seven years it started again they started again the family decided not to engage with it as much as they had in the past and then Kate Bell um, Kate the Bell witch disappeared forever from the home those seven years did she like go on holidays she's like well, you know, two years straight of work, like two years yeah, of haunting, need a break. no holidays. Like you need to be able to recover and recuperate. That's true. I really like that story. It's not over yet. Oh, yes. Ooh. So there's a few theories that we have. Uh, so some claim that the haunting of the Bell Witch was concocted by a man named Richard Powell, who um, as a way to become with the daughter, Betsy. So he was Betsy's school teacher. Uh. Betsy's school teacher wanted to be more than that uh, and the hauntings start a couple he was a long time family friend but the hauntings start a couple definitely more worse oh god <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 it's, oh, it's, it's all awful they start when he visits the house for the first time like a couple of 
weeks after that that's when they sort of pick mm-hmm. up and they end the ending of the hauntings coincides with when uh, Betty calls off the engagement to uh, Gardner um, and that was also <laughs> incidentally the year that Powell's first wife died oh. and he would eventually go on and marry Betsy <gasps> he <Gross>. did it <laughs> Gross, gross, gross. She's like living in the walls shouting shit. See, that's... Even fruit for her ma. Like, she's just dumping her fella. <laughs> but you win over the mother, you know? Yeah, that makes so much sense. But like, oh. what was he doing living in their crawl space pretending to be a ghost? I love Wait, it. Well, he's a teacher. Like, she's just a busy. Where did he find the time? Yeah. He's also married. Where are you like, going? He's triple life. <laughs> like, I mean, props? <laughs> no, never props to these never. weird molesters. Um, so there's... Activity since there's a cave nearby where Kate Batswitch is now said to reside and you can go visit it. You can, but it's not recommended. <laughs> Don't go to the cave. It's said that if you take a rock from the area, you'll be haunted and visitors frequently return after being there with more rocks to put back in order to break what the what they feel is a curse by the witch. Um, so Lucy, we will book yeah. a trip. Let's do it. Let's ask the Kate Bush goes. She likes Lucy. She does. I like the sound of that witch guys. I'm not messing I well, like, you're gonna much wait until it gets better. I'm gonna like her more. Yeah, she's oh, like my God. best mate already. So, um, years after the hauntings had stopped, a young boy was playing in the caves and became he got snagged and started to suffocate, like his clothes got caught. Aww. And he claims that he could feel someone freeing him. And a voice later came to his parents and said that they should have a harness on him next time that he's like climbing on rocks and stuff like that. He was very young. Then, in a 1977 interview. A woman named Bonnie Hainline recounted how in 1943 she and her friends would frequently uh, try and explore the cave but every time she went in her candle was snuffed out and she later found out that three that there had been um, three escaped well, actually don't know how many sorry I don't know how many but they were escaped a number of a number of German prisoners of war POWs hiding in there and Hainline believes that Kate the Witch was protecting the children from getting down the cave and encountering the Nazis oh. and then more recently a Mississippi clairvoyant ergo uh, a psychic claims to have been able to make contact with Betsy Bell so the girl who was haunted the most mm-hmm. um, who explained the story so her name is Sarah Delaney Pug I think and she's more commonly known in her work as uh, Angel Lee and as a, phys- a psychic from Mississippi she met up with the current Bell family who still own the land and then took a wee tour around the area Bob Bell the descendant says that she knew things for just from spending time there that they're like you would have to be a member of the family to know mm-hmm. that it's not public knowledge and according to Pug the family wasn't cursed the land was cursed and then the family settling on it put that curse into motion and she claims to have made contact with Betsy who along with uh, John Bell was the, one of the most affected of the hauntings and according to the girl Betsy it wasn't the witch who poisoned John Bell but it was a slave who was angry with John for not being able to put an end to the sexual abuse another family member was committing against Betsy and so that would explain the physical like welts and stuff like that that were like on Betsy like you could oh. see physical marks that someone had been like doing something to her and um, so that's what Betsy the spirit of Betsy has told this psychic is what it was and Bob Bell the family member says that this adds up in their family history mm-hmm. even though it's not nice to think about or comfortable to think about yeah. that he's like yep that sort of makes sense and so that is the story of the Bell Witch this is a really nice story yeah I thought that was going to be a mean witch but she was great this is why I've never been scared of like the idea of ghosts and this is why I don't really buy into the whole like paranormal stuff the way it gets shown to us because I don't think of ghosts as inherently evil things. I think it's like spirits and stuff like that, if they did exist, why wouldn't they exist the same way as people do where there are yeah. bad ones and good ones? And then more often we hear about the really scary stuff that happens because 
you hear about in the news we hear about the worst things that happen so why don't like if that makes sense it adds up that we hear about the worst of these people or of these things um but for me the idea of having like a ghost in the house is not a scary one because of stuff like this where i'm like but she could be protecting me i love a little protective like the, the, you make the, friends she giving the mom the fruit and stuff it's nice i was so into that love that i wish them would give me advice on breaking up with bad boyfriends <laughs> yeah right really although i mean she ended up a pal so that's also ugh. yeah yeah, the bell witch could have stuck yeah. around for a little she bit longer. She should have saved her from that, definitely. Yeah. I'm still obsessed with the idea that maybe he was sneaking around our house pretending to be a witch. And then speaking with like a girl's voice. Yeah. I think you should break up with your boyfriend. <laughs> Not because I fancy you, just because I think it's what's best for you. I think that's what the man in our crawl space does. Stop. Don't <laughs> I'm too spooked to think about the man in our crawl space. Oh, it is definitely. Hey, Jim. <laughs> yeah, Jim. It's like- we've, called him, we've called him John before. And he's been Paul. <clears throat> he's been a lot. And then we also have a crawl space that our friends can actually climb into. So our friends have been in a different crawl yeah, space. Yeah, they've been in the downstairs crawl space. The upstairs crawl space, as I call it, is where the Jim man... slash John slash Paul lives. Yeah, lives. He doesn't live down in that one. Also, I still don't know why that's there. That fucking freaks me why out. Why are there two? Why are there two? But also, as I've said before, do you know what I'm going to say it again? I hope you can hear me. If you're going to hide that close to my room, why haven't you come in and ridden me? Because honestly, I'll take whatever I can get. <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ So I think it's time for your spooky story Ashling What what um, So my spooky spory Spooky spory Love it Is um, a As I said Short story by H.P. Lovecraft um, I used to When I had time to read I don't know Because my life is Taken over by alcohol and work um, I would dedicate the whole month of October To only reading like her kind of fiction and stuff and it was always really nice and I just loved these stories because um I feel like Lovecraft they were like really make you like feel really like actually like tense and scared and like creepy just like knew how to get into your brain and you were like oh I don't know if I can finish this kind of story and I like those kind of ones um so this one is called The Haunter of the Dark it was written or published anyway in December 1936 what's that like hundred years no not a hundred years god i can't do maths either just a a while (laughs) just less than 90 isn't it yeah we're just over 90 and still creepy to this day yeah so um basically yeah i hope you're all settled up in bed turn off the lights because we're telling spoopy stories spoopy stories do we need a theme song for your spoopy story i just i can't get the spooky skeleton song out of my out of my head i can't get the adam's family one out of my head now do 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 do. Hang on, we just snap. Do 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 do. I can't remember how the rest goes. <laughs> and that's basically it. It's very simple. I don't know how you could forget that part. Okay. Uh, anyway. Let's read this story. It's very short, so... In Providence, Rhode Island, Robert Blake, a young writer with an interest in the occult, becomes fascinated by a large disused church on Federal Hill, which he can see from his lodgings on the city's Upper East Side. His researches reveal that the church has a sinister history involving a cult called the Church of Starry Wisdom. Mm. Just, I can't, like, a cult <laughs> called the Church of Starry Wisdom. Isn't Starry Wisdom that uh, one of our mates closest Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> 
I just swear now it's Saturday night but it's not far off imagine oh I'm just glad that it's like something linked <laughs> not massively racist no it's being racist no but you would find like a maybe it's called Starry Wisdom they've named it after this Lovecraft Lovecraft um, maybe story. Lovecraft his closest Chinese called Starry Wisdom he's like church of the Starry Wisdom he's just looking outside his window and he's like ah yes but that's where I get my spice bags from I shall write this in my <laughs> story it be church of red rice <laughs> I think that's a bit creepier than Church of Starry Wisdom. It is. Um, okay. <clears throat> and is dreaded by the local migrant inhabitants as being haunted by a primeval evil. Blake enters the church and ascends the tower where he discovers the skeleton of Edwin M. Lillybridge, a reporter who disappeared in 1893. Blake also discovers an ancient stone artifact known as the Shining Trapezoidal. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Trape- Trapezohedron? That's a made-up word. No, it's, it's all words shape. are made up. It's <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it is. It looks like this. You can't yeah, see it, but it looks like what's on top of a Sim's head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> science, which has the property of being able to summon a terrible being from the depths of time and space. The Sim thing uh, rests in a metal box with. A, with a, with a hinge lid, the box is incised with designs representing living but distinctly alien creatures. The hold sits atop a column which is incised with alien designs or characters. Blake's interference inadvertently summons the malign being of the title and he leaves the church aware that he has caused some mischief. I would say releasing a demon from the depths of time and space is a little bit more than mischief, but uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't know, it's just a fun Saturday night. <laughs> just no, mischief is like when I like when I like steal Lash's hairspray or something. What? No, it's what? This is why Tories have a reputation of oh. being boring. Because oh. you steal their brain, you're like mischief. <laughs> I can just imagine you just it's like sneaking out of my room, like tiptoe, like hee hee hee, I'm so mischievous. <laughs> no, I would I would have such a panic attack if I had accidentally unleashed something from my like, <laughs> time and same space. he just leaves and he's like oh god I did some mischief but hopefully it's okay that, sometimes that's how men be like you know they just their <laughs> actions <true>. they're like <laughs> just gonna pretend like that to nothing <laughs> <laughs> oops um, the being can only go abroad in darkness and is hence constrained to the tower at night by the presence of the lights of the city however when the city's electrical power is weakened during a thunderstorm thunderstorm the local people are terrified by the sounds coming from the church and call on their catholic priests to lead prayers against the demon blake aware of what he has let loose is also terrified and prays for the power to remain on however a power outage occurs and the being flies towards blake's quarters he is subsequently found dead staring out of his window at the church with a look of horror on his face his last words refer to his perception of the approaching being i see it coming here hell wind titan blur black wings Yog Sothot, save me, the tree lobbed burning eye. Three lobbed? Three, yeah, I don't make the words, I didn't write it. Three lobbed. lobbed. <laughs> How <Lobed>? many bees? <laughs> <laughs> Three <laughs> lobed burning <laughs> eye. How many bees? One. <laughs> 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 so we'd like to clarify, we have discovered that Ashley can no longer read. We were right. <laughs> Um, yeah and Pretty spoop Pretty spoop He died Obviously there's more to the story He died <laughs> And it's a lot creepier When uh, you read it yourself And you don't have A woman putting on A fake British accent um, Setting it over It's pretty scary <laughs> It was pretty spoopy When you did the accent I think I missed a few words Because I wasn't sure What they were I didn't either 
Lobbed. <laughs> lobbed is one, but we've really. So wait, when it's three lobed, they mean he had three ears. No. Oh. I think lobbed. What was it? No, because, three lobed. No, because it could be like lobe. Lobe isn't just your ears. You also have your brain lobes, like your frontal lobe. Okay, but what was the what three lobed what? The three lobed burning eye. So is it just a big mm. eye with ears? Right. Hang on, you guys. I'm gonna Google it. You guys theorize a bit more on what that might mean. <laughs> Um, I have no fucking <laughs> Three lobed eye And has black wings So all I can imagine Is this giant flying black eye That's burning And has three ears But if it's a Three lobed Oh Three Three foreheads <laughs> Three foreheads <laughs> So online They seem to think That it's like a three eye thing Look at that Oh that is creepy Is that an actual picture Of what well, this is to do with the haunter's three-lobed eye. Yeah, it's that he has three eyes. Look, uh, that makes sense. There he's going. Ooh, that looks. Sexy. That one kind of looks a bit cute, though. That looks like. What are those little things? And they have names. Oh, I don't know. Never mind. Right. <laughs> what are the things that have names? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I really like that story. There's a few other like great hey, um, Lovecraft stories that I like that are also really spoopy, but I can never remember them. And um, there's one set in a sleepy old town as they all are and there's like some demon baby or something I can't really remember people go up onto a hill and they scream I think I don't know uh, and there's another one with the oh maybe that's the same one and they go to a library <laughs> I'm really bad at remembering this. <laughs> but I love to watch you try <laughs> <laughs> luckily Lovecraft doesn't really need to be sold yeah He's kind of but if you were the one who was to sell him, you wouldn't have done a great I job. Would, I would be fired from my job at the bookstore. This lovely short story about an eye and a village. <laughs> or was that the other one? <laughs> I think there's a library. Or is that all of them? <laughs> and Emmy has the one about the octopus. What's the one, what's the one about the octopus? The C, I'm not going to pronounce it. C-H-U-L-T-U. Cthulhu. Yeah, that one. Oh yeah, sorry. That's like pretty. He's, he's a bit bigger than. <laughs> he's a bit bigger than an octopus, but um. Is it like a good bit bigger than an octopus? <laughs> I would say maybe one hundred times bigger than your normal average sized octopus. I'd say that he probably actually references it, and then we might have real Lovecraftian fans being like, "Yo, Cthulhu's actually one thousand times bigger <laughs> than the average octopus." They're definitely coming at me after the, after this. Like, we're just gonna get so many Lovecraft fanboys interventions being like. Um, actually, it's lobbed. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, sorry. Oh, Ash, I'm sorry for doing this, but it's just because of the preface, preface stuff. Sure. Last week, you said Sagood. Did I? You did. did. I didn't hear that. She does. She says Sagood. Is that a segue? Sagood. Which, uh, like, of all of the things to get wrong, I understand that. I understand you. it because I remember. I think I was sending you. I was messaging our like our WhatsApp group to say that you were good at segues, Lucy. Yes. Um, not you, Ash. Your shit. <laughs> I'm like, I can't pronounce the word. I say segood apparently. <laughs> and then I was like typing it on my on like WhatsApp, and I was just like, "This, I'm getting like no, <laughs> like what is this?" And then I had to like double check the spelling because it's and weird. It's, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's French. It is. Segue. Mm. Oh, now it makes more sense. Thank you. It's like Gaspar Noé. Is he French? Yeah. Oh. Casper Noah. 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 He's a director um, known for very violent and strange films. Hmm. Yeah, the I'm climax is on Netflix. We tried to watch it. Yeah. Uh, we got to 
the happy parts before all the bad stuff happened. So basically the premise is that they're all dancers, uh, they're all French dancers and they're having a party and someone spikes the punch with LSD and then they all kind of go a bit mad and crazy and bad stuff happens. But we stopped it at the party the first like 20 minutes. Because it was nice when they were all friends. Yeah. I quite like, like that. So we we stopped before they drank the punch and honestly it was a great movie. There's a great dance scene and yeah, it's fun. Yeah, so watch if it you up watch it, you watch it for example, then. step up rather than the Gaspar Neu yeah. movie. <laughs> it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Well, we just thought it was like an art seed step up. And then what happens after, as we've read from reading the synopsis, isn't like step up no, at all. It's not step up. <laughs> Nothing like step up. <laughs> I did that once. I did this twice. Once when I was like 15 and I watched uh, West Side Story for the first time. We watched it full way through and then we watched it up until the point where they like fall in love and then we stopped it so that he was still alive. Yeah, that's better. And then in the West Wing, there's also a love story in which someone dies and my mom no. made us, are you watching the West Wing? No, but I might go back and watch it. It's, there are many love stories. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you who it is. Then mom made us rewatch the episode up until the point where they were like, things were going to happen and then we just left it. So that's he'll nice. forever be alive. I do that with Romeo and Juliet as well, the movie, mm-hmm. um, the Leonardo DiCaprio one. I just stop it when they meet each other very soon into the movie and that's it you just there's in love and you're just like same with Titanic as well I just I don't watch the ship go down everyone's having a great time on a boat that's all you need to know so long I know it's really long when you're an adult and you watch it back as um, what I do is that in my real life relationships when someone goes it's over I'm like no it's not (laughs) (laughs) I know someone that did that and they stayed together for another six months oh if I had not happily not happily oh (laughs) Oh, dear Jesus Christ yeah oh lord I have a entry from someone we mm-hmm. put a call out on our uh, Instagram at not like the other girls pod um, which you should all be following we only need two more followers and we're at 100 please Ooh. make Halloween be really cool for us I don't know and uh, we're also on Stitcher now yes. Oh, yes we forgot to mention that we're on Stitcher now so you can listen to us there too um, so this is one of our listeners we love you um, who sent us in this story uh, which reads <clears throat> my dad has one a story and with his being a scientist and man who doesn't believe in fairy stories it always surprised me that he was so affected by it they rented a room in their family home in mayo to a girl who was working in the town and she was seeing a local guy he gave her a necklace and she mentioned it was lost in her room somewhere before heading out one night she came back early passed through the house and left again said goodbye to my granny on the way my granny said she assumed that she'd remembered where the necklace was and come back for it not sure if that thought was added after the event Later that night, the Gardaí, um, for anyone who's not in Ireland, that means police here, called to the house to say that the girl had been killed in a road accident a few hours before she supposedly came home. So the family have always believed that it was her, not that it was her, but her ghost who came back that night. Not sure if true, but they're not superstitious. And it was a weirdly nice story. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. That is. It's very comforting. I think that's a lot of the stuff like ghosts and spirits and stuff like that it's just it's really comforting for people to believe that like yes your loved ones are looking after you or they're looking out for you and that you will see them again sometime and so this is when people you get like especially like those like atheist bros who are just out to like prove that there is absolutely nothing and you're Mm -hmm. an idiot for believing that that there is like for me I can give a shit about what you believe I don't like organised religion because of what it's done historically to Mm -hmm. the world but for individual people to have faith I think we're all tapping into something or a desire for something and that if it makes you happy, then who cares? I agree. In the words of George Michael, you gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. That. Boop, 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 boop. Ooh, maybe we'll get a George Michael ghost. That would be a good ghost. Same. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for the Mandalus, 
a time when we reflect on the things that ghosts and ghouls have done to us and the wider world. This week, my mantelus is dedicated to Sam Raimi for creating Drag Me to Hell. I don't really understand, Sam, because you did Evil Dead, you did the good Spider-Man trilogy, and you've lots of other good movies. Why Drag Me to Hell? Why? I really like it, but not based on its merit, mostly because they fancy Justin Long. <laughs> uh, this week, my mandalus goes out to Max Dennison, the virgin who lights the candle in Hocus Pocus and brings back the three evil witches. Caused a lot of havoc just mm-hmm. to impress a girl, Max. Like most men. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my mandalist this week is dedicated to Billy and Stu from Scream, who were, this is going to spoil it, but I mean, if you haven't seen Scream now, you're f- fucking... I only saw it two weeks ago. <laughs> Jesus Christ, woman. <laughs> Sorry, it was like two months ago now, but still very <laughs> um, Who were the killers. Um, and uh, Stu, he was, or Billy, one of them. Yeah, Billy. He was... Um, main girl's boyfriend and all like supportive and oh I'm here for you but really he was the killer he was going around killing all of her friends Um, and also he killed her mother because it was found out that her mother was having an affair with his father so all around bad guys and then in Scream 2 it's his mom that starts killing everyone so I think the whole family is just fucked up I haven't seen Scream 2 oh well sorry (laughs) it was released in the the 90s (laughs) in the 90s (laughs) can we take a a moment of non-mandalist appreciation to just say Skeet Ulrich who? <laughs> the guy who plays is he Stuart Billy he's Billy Billy I think isn't it? he's Jughead's dad oh Jughead's dad <laughs> <laughs> Skeet Ulrich yeah I'm on board I'm on this train so that's about it for this episode from all of us here not like the other girls we hope you have a great Halloween and we hope that you are safe throughout Scorpio season slash Mercury in retrograde it's all about looking after yourself right now dears and if you're haunted by a demon I really hope it's George Michael <laughs> you can find us on social media at NLTOG underscore pod or you can email us at not like the other girls pod at gmail.com please follow us as we said we're only two away from that and on Instagram, we are not like the other girls pod. That's it, kind of. You'll find us. Just type in not like the other girls and you'll find us. It's the 21st century. Yeah. Also, don't please be sure to like us and follow wherever you listen to us. And leave lots of nice things in reviews. Please. Yeah, someone please review us. If you want to. Like, if you're going to leave a mean one, please don't. And if it's because <laughs> of a personal vendetta, come over and fight me like a real man. Yeah, if it's a HP Lovecraft fanboy telling me about lobed versus lobbed, then no, please don't leave a review. Yeah, that can be a DM. But o- only good reviews, please. We will delete everything else. <laughs> no, we won't, I swear. We can bribe you if you want to slide into our DMs. Okay, goodbye! Bye.